is going to be ridiculous. All right. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Deer Vein podcast. Been out for a little bit, had a lot of family stuff going on. Um, but we are back with a, with a big splash here to- covering a topic that a lot of you um, have a little bit of interest in. Some of you have some very strong opinions on, um, and it is crossbows against bows. And it's should they be allowed in in seasons? What uh, how are they affecting the deer harvest numbers? What are they doing to deer hunting? Blah, blah, blah. All those kind of questions around crossbows and bows and gun hunting. Are they affecting gun hunters? Um, and with me today, I got Eric Tasker, E.T. Um, E.T., why don't you introduce yourself real quick? Yeah, uh, Eric, I'm in the southeastern part of the state and I've been hunting for 14 years now. A pretty avid bow hunter. That's kind of where I spend the majority of my time, um, whether that's 3D shooting. You know, that's how we got together at the OKS Hunter shoot this year. And uh, yeah, just I love looking at this stuff, you know, talking about it and, uh, you know, just engaging with the community is always fun. I mean, you know, we had kind of a ruckus kind of a time the last time I was on. Uh, so you kind of got Vince, to see some Vince of the fun side of, of things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I, I love hunting and, you know, just being out in the outdoors. It's just, it's a, it's a different feeling out there, man. And I just love doing that. So thanks for having me on, man. Yeah. Yeah. You bet. I needed a, I needed a, no offense to anybody else, but I needed a bright mind to, uh, wow. to come here <laughs> oh, and, <boy. laughs> and talk about this stuff. Yeah. 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 So, um, I know I, I don't usually give out compliments, but there you go, Eric. I, I think, All right, I appreciate that. Dude. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, that's not true. I try to give out as many compliments as I can, even if they aren't deserved. Sometimes they aren't deserved. Like when my kids like wipe their own ass, I'm like, Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four years old. It's, it's, it's baby steps, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. No, so I wanted someone to talk with us about because I could have done this by like by myself, but I, I think it's really important to have another um, voice to ping ideas off of. And for everybody listening, we're looking at, um, so we're going to go, I, when it, I don't think you'll be able, I'm trying to be objective as possible as I can be about this. And I'll tell you my position on this and ET, I'm interested to, to hear yours because we haven't talked about that. Right. But, my my position on on crossbows is that i don't i don't i think they should be allowed i think that they should be allowed in the sense and this is where i'm coming from is that as long as you're not removing opportunity for other people to kill deer deer that is a fine line there, deer, not five and a half year old bucks, not does, not yearling deer, deer in general. As long as you're not removing opportunity from other people, I think crossbows are okay because it's going to allow a lot of people the ability to purchase licenses that and not have to practice nearly as much as they would with a bow. And it's much easier to kill. I think it is easier to kill deer with a crossbow. I don't think there's a whole lot of question about that. Like, right. How many times have you like had a situation where the deer catches you drawing? Like that is part of bow hunting, trying to draw your bow back and make yeah. that. Whereas a crossbow, you just pick it up and shoot it. 
right? Just like a gun, not a whole lot of movement there. And you also don't have to hold it back. Like you, you can draw, you don't have to draw for, you know, 30 seconds, a minute, minute and a half, two minutes. You can just pick it up and just hold it there as long as you want. Right. You can put it on shooting sticks in a, you know, in a blind and just sit it, set it right there. Like you would. You're not holding any weight at all. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can do there's like crossbows Mm -hmm. undoubtedly are easier to utilize and kill deer with. Um, the so that's that's my opinion but I, but I think it'll get I think it allows people to hunt more like ethical people that you can there's so many caveats to the statement I'm trying to make that's why it's so yeah hard. right um sure there are there and we'll come cover some of these topics but sure there are people who are unethical and slap on a broadhead at the archery shop shoot it one time go I'm sighted in and go hunting and they never shoot right. it until they miss or they shoot him in the ass or whatever like yeah that aside. Right. <laughs> You're gonna get people who aren't, um, who aren't as like dedicated to bow hunting. You're gonna get them into the sports. I have friends that I used to work with that are like, man, I just I work so much and I, you know, I do this and I do that and I just don't have. I have all my kids' soccer games, their basketball games, blah. I just and I live in the city. I don't have a place to shoot a bow. Like it's just right. to get out and practice. So I just bought a crossbow license and, you know, I'm able to shoot a couple does a year and fill up my freezer. I'm fucking stoked. Like I have coworkers like that. They are not the guys who are like, yeah, you know, I've been hunting my ass off. I've scouting. I've got 37 trail cameras out there and I'm, (laughs) you know, two mile hikes in and I'm doing all these observation sits and I'm watching these 200 class inch deer. I'm going to go get a crossbow. So it's easier to kill them at 10 yards. Like, Those the the guys who are super dedicated, in my opinion, would find a lack of adventure and a lack of excitement with a crossbow. Yeah. Don't get me wrong though. I'm sure there are guys out there. And everybody's the the problem with this conversation is everybody listening to it is gonna have an anecdote or a story about. Well, my buddy said this, and I know a guy who does that, and I know this, and this, my brother's buddy's uncle-in-law shot this only because he had a crossbow, and this, blah, 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 blah. Like, everybody's going to have, have an anecdote about that, but that's why this conversation I wanted to be about, basically, I think we should talk about our opinions at front, but then talk about the pure yeah. The pure numbers behind it, because you cannot argue the actual numbers. So, and it and it also helps people put it in perspective. Like I've I I put this out to my Instagram and said, hey, if you have comments on this, I'd like to hear them. And I had multiple people comment in, like, you know, crossbows are killing all the deer. Like, there's too many people. And I'm like, well, have you looked at the data? Well, no, I haven't. Okay, well, then how the fuck do you know? Like, <laughs> it's, it's just, just it's assuming. a sour statement. Yeah, it's just like yeah. hey, maybe maybe on your piece of land that you yeah. hunt and you're on with another farmer and they have three buddies or whatever the fuck's going on in right. the compound and they're shooting crossbows and they're out there whacking deer and they're not putting in as much effort as you are and you got sour taste in your mouth. So you're like, fuck those crossbow guys. They should be missing right. those deer with the compound and I should be able to shoot them. Right. That's not statistics. Like that is, that is just, that is just emotionally charged. Like, fuck, I'm getting beat out by these guys who aren't doing as much work as me. And it sucks, which I can agree. 
Like it does, yeah. you know? So yeah. that, I guess that is my, I, I think crossbows in general can get kids, can get older folks, can get middle-aged guys. Like the people that at my work were, one was in his late twenties and one was in his early forties. Guys who had, one of them never hunted before. And now he's got a crossbow and he's able to go kill deer and fill his freezer. And he's a new advocate for hunting and he's right. not shooting four and a half year old bucks, like five and right. a half year old bucks. He's shooting the first thing that comes across for him. So yeah. like, that's my anecdote. Right. And then the other guy in my work, the 40 year old, he's been shooting a vertical bow for a long time. He lives in town, doesn't have the practice, doesn't has a whole lot of kid stuff going on, wants a wants a crossbow because it's just easier. He still takes ethical shots. He shoots deer 30 yards and under. And may he have missed some of them with a vertical bow? Yeah. But he still puts in a lot of time. He's the only guy who hunts a 40 acre chunk. That's his. Mm-hmm. And, and kills maybe one deer a year. So like yeah. that uh, to me, that those experiences. I don't have negative experience with crossbow hunters. The only like time I've ever, this isn't even negative was when it was positive. Like I was out hunting on some public ground and I came back, dude was jacked out of his mind. He's like, I shot my first buck. I shot my first buck. I was like, yes, dude, congrats, man. He's got a crossbow sitting there. He's, and he's got his arrow. He's got his bolt and his lighted knock on it. And I'm like, congratulations. Like, do you know you killed yeah. it? Do you know what's up? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, sh- I shot it. It's right back here. And it didn't go far. I watched it fall over. I'm coming back. I'm getting my deer cart. I'm going to get it. And I was like, awesome, dude. Good for you. You know, I was like, is it a big buck? Like how, you know? And he's like, oh no, dude, it's like a little fork. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I love that though. He was stoked out of his mind. And I was like, awesome. Good for you. And I asked him yeah. where it was and everything. And he's like, oh, it's down here and this and that. And I was like, in my mind, I was, I knew exactly where he was. And I was sure. like, yeah, that's a spot that does not hold big deer. It holds forkies and spikes and little does, you know? Um, yeah. So like, those are like, that's some of my experience with crossbows. But again, I want to get into the, um, the pure statistics on it, but I want to hear, before we do that, I want to hear your opinion first. Yeah. I, I think you summed it up really, really good. It, it just purely in the sense of all of those caveats, anecdotes, all of those different things. I think everybody can find some of those. I I am totally an advocate for crossbows as long as people are doing the things necessary to be ethical with them. Mm-hmm. So my dad worked in a foundry. He could have certainly been one of those people that got the authorization from his doctor, went through that, you know, whole circus to get the approval in order to be able to, you know, have a crossbow prior to the approval or that legislation change happening. He could have been that person. He certainly could have been because his shoulders are bad from, you know, lifting heavy things for his whole life in a foundry. And uh, my uncle's very similar situation, construction worker. He was a carpenter his whole life. I mean, neither one of them are pulling their pulling a ball back at this point in their life. You know, late 60s, 70 years old. And for them to just not even have to worry about it, go out, buy a crossbow, do what they need to do in the off season to be ready to go out and do uh, everything that they can in order to be ethical. I just, I, I love that because now I'm getting, I'm in like year seven of my dad not just sitting in the woods with me 
and actually hunting. So we get that additional, you know, we just quadrupled our season together purely for the fact that he can now crossbow hunt. And like I said, he could, he certainly would have been one of those individuals that could have gone through the paperwork and done all that stuff to get the, you know, specialty license for that. Um, But then there's the other people that, you know, they're not the elderly, they're not the senior citizen, and maybe they did have something um, happen in their life that they just, they don't have the time to go out and shoot a ton with a vertical bow and they have a lot going on in life and they just don't have the time to practice. You said it right. You can throw a broadhead on the front of an, of a bolt and pretty much be able to go out and kill a deer. There's not a whole lot that you need to do. That's where I struggle with it is the people who are not taking the time to do their target shooting and to, you know, fire, I don't know, you don't even have to shoot as much as you probably do with a vertical. But if you're not getting, I don't know, 50 shots in before the season, before you go sit in a stand, how do you know when it comes down to it? Because there's still adrenaline involved. There's mm-hmm. still nerves involved. There's still all of those scenarios that have to come together for you to be able to hit that safety switch and pull the trigger on that. So it's, I personally have been so happy that this change has happened and that my dad has essentially extended his amount of time that we get in the woods together. The other side of that then is the healthy 35 year old. Like if Eric goes out and buys a crossbow, it's just purely for fun. Like Mm -hmm. I, I, I love shooting my compound and I love doing it for a lot of reasons. It clears my mind. It is a time to like step away from the world. I just, I'll shoot at a box target, you know, for hours if, if I could, but because that's what I love to do. It would be just laziness on my part that I just don't want to shoot as much. And I don't want to put in all that additional time. I think that is where the crossbow side of the argument, the crossbow haters come in that they see it being lazy or that they see it um see somebody not being as passionate about something they love and thinking well you don't even put in the effort you don't deserve to get a buck this year right and i think that that for me has always been kind of a mystery in the sense that like who cares they still got to put themselves in a spot or they got to get lucky where they're sitting they still got to do all of the things in order to put that bolt through a deer. They still need to put the placement right. They still need to do all of that stuff. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I can make fun of crossbow hunters all day long, but at the same time, it's just, you never know what their circumstances are. And as long as they're doing all the things that they need to do, just let them use a crossbow. You know, I mean, for 300 bucks nowadays, you can get out and be shooting a bolt 350, 400 feet per second, you know, pretty much fully set up, you know, for a couple hundred bucks. And maybe that's just the floor to get into the sport has now, you know, become so affordable that, I mean, who's Anthony to say what Eric's doing with his money or vice versa, you know? So just one other really quick point on that. I think a lot of, a lot of the people that I know that have had issues with crossbow hunters is exactly what you were saying, where it's not the people who don't have 20 trail cameras out that aren't getting, you know, 
days at the range in that aren't doing all of that prep work, that aren't doing observation sets, that aren't doing e-scouting, all that stuff. It, it almost feels like the crossbow hunter has developed its own identity. And this is very general, so I, I'm not trying to offend anybody. But at the same time, it seems as though these people have kind of branded themselves or developed this stereotype of they're going to show up to the woods after shoot after shooting hours or after daybreak. You know, they're going to be loud when they're coming into the woods. They're going to be doing, they're not as respectful, it seems. Mm. And I know that that's very general to say that. That's a very blanket statement to say about a, an entire population of our hunters here. But those are the people that get the rap for crossbow hunters that make it seem so obnoxious or irritating or all that for us purists who are still using our compound bows, you know? So it's kind of a double-edged sword because it's like, yeah, I mean, there's, there's certainly people that are getting out there early and that are doing everything just the way that everybody else is and being respectful. And, but it's just like, you know, to correlate that with hunting in general, it's the dentist that shoots the white elephant or whatever you know that those stories get magnified oh yeah the lion cecil the lion yeah it's those stories that get magnified and that's what people hear about and those are the ones that just like keep repeating that give hunters in general a bad rap it's just like that with crossbow hunters Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just a sad reality of kind of either yeah. social media or, you know, the, you know, the people that we surround ourselves with, whatever, but. Yeah. So I wanted to, that and you make a great point. First of all, um, for everybody listening, I didn't know Eric's position on this before I asked him to hop on the podcast. Yeah. You wouldn't so, tell me when you called me earlier. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. I, I, I wish you would have been opposite of me and been like, fuck crossbows. Um, yeah. Nobody who wrote in that wanted that said fuck crossbows. No, none of those people wanted to actually like come on. So if you are one of those people and you want to talk to me about this, I would I would love to hear exactly like like your thoughts because I uh, I am totally open to to the idea. And, and here's what I'm getting at is I said earlier, as long as crossbows don't ruin opportunity for other people, okay. And I mean that in the sense of killing deer, right? I kind of clarified that. If I go to buy my archery license and they say that, sorry, there's been too many archery licenses given out um, for this county this year, you can't purchase one now. That's when I'm going to be pissed about opportunity. That's when I'm going to say, oh, okay. Are there, what is this, 50% crossbows and 50% archery? Or is it 70% crossbows and 30% archery? That's when I'm going to get pissed um, because then now it's taking away opportunity for me to buy a license. Um, as right. far as I know, we've Wisconsin's never hit its quota for deer in the last 15 years. There, yeah. There's always opportunity to buy more licenses here. So it's not like just look hunting. at how many they give out in, in these farm counties or yeah. like even by me, like Waukesha County, Washington County. I mean, any of those counties around me, they just give you three doe license yeah. you know antlerless tags and i want to say last year i don't know what happened but, but i i had always i had just now started hunting in this area in this waukesha washington county area last year because we had always been up north in eau claire county yeah. and 
when I did that, I went back in and I, I don't know why, but I went in and I think, oh yeah, I was going to get, um, I started off in Washington County and then I was going to get a tag, uh, antlerless tag for Waukesha County and they reprinted everything. And I got three additional doe tags, antlerless tags for Washington County. So I ended up with six and it's like, I don't need six doe tags. <laughs> that seems ridiculous. Yeah. It's like every time you go in and reprint it or, you know, add a license, they just give you more. I guess it's just a sign that they're not hitting quotas, like you said, and that they just want more and more people to have tags in their pocket and be have yeah. that opportunity if they want to. Yeah. And then, and, and that, so like, if you go out West, if you go hunting in Colorado or Montana, or Wyoming, anywhere, it's all almost all a draw unit. Colorado is the only one. With sure. Owner, and I think that went away this year for non-resident. Yeah. So it's like, um, there's a, there's a bunch of limited opportunity out there. So I can easily see with limited opportunity, you need to curtail the weapon that's utilized so that there's opportunity for everyone based on the weapon they use, which right. leads me to my, my next point that I wanted to talk about was, um, was, was one of the other options is, or one of the, the avenues that people have discussed. And, and I've certainly considered myself is shorter seasons for crossbow hunters. Like, you know, do, so the only reason, the reason we have a nine day gun season is because it's so effective, right? We have nine yeah. days still. Um, and the reason archery is so long is because it's so ineffective, right? Now, now you, the question is, well, how much more effective is crossbows than, than compound bows? Right. And if that's, and then you only have a week for muzzle loader as well. So you have these seasons based on weapon efficacy, right. And, and all in the objective of hitting, um, quotas for like, uh, quotas for a specific County. Right. And that's why yeah. seasons are based on County and things like that. So, and again, for everybody listening, we're talking specifically about Wisconsin. I will also say this as a caveat, uh, I, I will get back to the shorter seasons for crossbows, but, um, there is way too much data on all the different states and missing data and a whole lot of information. I am not, I started to go down the rabbit hole and I realized I am not your data retrieval dog. Um, I am simply, I'm, honestly, I was impressed with how much data you actually had pulled together for us for tonight <laughs> to talk about. So, all right. So like, I will say this, like what we're looking at here, Wisconsin is top usually. So we're looking at Wisconsin data over the last, I think it's like 15, 20 years. Um, a little bit longer than that. We're going to go back a little bit further than that to, to 1996. That's how far we're back. We're going to go. Um, yeah. But we're looking at that data and Wisconsin by the numbers is for sure top five number of hunters, um, number of deer hunters in the U.S., usually in the top three. For everybody that's listening, I know there's a lot of people that listen from Michigan. Um, I know there's a lot of people from Pennsylvania um, and Minnesota as well. And you guys all have a lot of hunters as well. Um Wisconsin does. I, I, I know like I get these comments a lot. Well, you couldn't do that on public land in Michigan and you can't do that on public land in Pennsylvania. And I'm like, dude, we have just as many hunters as you do. Like, it's not like Wisconsin has no freaking hunters. Right. right. So like, and, and I, and I have to imagine we're all roughly the same size, which is, you know, in terms of number of 
deer hunting licenses sold, you're talking somewhere between for these for these high end states, like top five states, you're talking somewhere between 650,000 to 900,000. And I'm going to exclude Texas because Texas is its own animal in itself. And it's it's got all its own stuff going on there with high fence hunting. So I'm talking, you know, Minnesota. Oh boy, we're just bringing up all the, all the things that are super, super like <laughs> polarizing tonight. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I mean, we're talking, we're talking, um, you know, Minnesota, Wisconsin, uh, Illinois, um, Missouri, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Ohio. Um, the Carolinas actually have a lot of hunters in them. Georgia has a lot of hunters. So we're talking those main, those main bigger states. I know Mississippi and Alabama have a, have some good numbers as well. Um, but this is, this is the breakout for Wisconsin. All right. So yeah. I want to talk about that. But then the other thing is that I wanted to run back on, on shorter seasons is, is the efficacy of crossbows worth a shorter season for crossbows, right? Do they, should they be able to participate in the archery season? So in Wisconsin, archery starts, you know, mid-September and runs through early to late January, depending on where you're at. Should crossbows be able to run that whole gamut as well? I don't know the answer to that. I, I think the, the true answer to that is um, how much more, at, uh, how much more efficient is it? And yeah. who decides the cutoff on that shit? Like, well, and I think the biggest hurdle with that is we've, and I think this goes for anything that we've been given. How do you go backwards and take that away then? Because where would you plot that season? Where would you, how long would you have it? And that test period for that, what I can only imagine, and I'm just speaking very generally, I can only imagine it would be a nightmare. Because you give them one week in October, we'll say, you give them one week in November, let's say, or you give them a week in December, well, what's going to be the right window for that? And how do you actually go from giving them three and a half months to saying now you get one week? Right. I, I just, I don't know that that would A, fly, and B, how do they go about implementing that? I mean, I'm sure there's ways that they've yeah. done it in the past because they figured out how to do the youth hunt. They figured out how to do the antlerless. They figured out how to do the gun season, the muzzy. I mean, all of that stuff. So I'll be, I'll just, be honest. I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's too difficult. Um, okay. I don't, I don't think it'd be too difficult to take it. My personal opinion. I don't think it'd be too yeah. difficult to take it away and say, Hey, look, crossbow guys. Um, you guys get from you guys get opening day mid September to November fifth. That's what you guys get, and then you can start back up after gun season. Like you could do that and leave that rut time frame, or like, uh, but that would piss piss them the hell off for sure. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would piss them off. But but it's it, it would be on the basis of curtailing curtailing. Um, deer harvested like yeah put it to facts they can't refute it or you could do something that would be like all right you know crossbow guys you guys get to uh start on november 1st and run the rut 
And then you look at the archery guys and be like, look, if you're so fucking good at archery, go kill them before they do. Yeah. That's all you got to right. do. Right. right. Yeah, if you're so good and so amazing, go kill them before they do. You got 45 days to kill them before anybody else. Yeah. Go get them tighter. I like, mean, anytime I, you get a 45 day head start, you should be all right. 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 I mean, and that's like, and, and you still have the whole pre-rut. Yeah. So that would be another option. Yeah. It's just like, is just do that. And and that would, if, if people are fighting crossbows on the basis of they're not pure, they're this or whatever, then cool. Take a 45 day head start. Well, you know, and then more excuses would come out. Why well, I, I can't take my week off for work until November. And I, I have to do all this stuff in October. Well, find a new job then. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Like you can't, you can't fight that. So I think it's right. a difficult, I don't think it'd be a difficult task for like um the state to say, Hey, look, like we're going to, we're going to reallocate some time frame here. But I also think that if they do that, they should probably reallocate some dates for traditional archery too. Like, sure. look, if you're going to use a recurve, you get to start at the beginning of September. Because right. almost, I would say the majority of hunters in Wisconsin start out as the nine day gun hunters. They go to deer camp with somebody. They start yep. there. They like it. And then they go, shit, I want to do this more. How can I do this more? And they go, oh, look, archery season's four months long. If I pick up a bow, I can do that. And now they're like, yep. shit, I can do that with a crossbow now too. And if you go actually get four and a half months or five months, if you use a recurve, shit, I'll pick up a recurve, right? Because now I get a whole extra month. Um, so like it, that's the basis of, of kind of how that all shakes out. And I, I think that would be interesting, but that's all hearsay. The total season change right. is hearsay. Right. I think the numbers will show, or I know the numbers show, um, there is an, there is a strong efficacy. In yeah. That. Um, there's a strong. I thought you were really actually going to leave us on a cliffhanger there. <laughs> the numbers may show. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, before this, before we started recording, Eric and I were on for almost an hour, um, just reviewing and, and going through numbers and trying to map out a a proper timeline and explanation on how this all goes. So, and I think I think that was really helpful because let's be honest, when you start throwing a bunch of numbers at people, it's really hard to make it interesting. Yeah. So when you brought the two of our minds together, let's hope that we can do it like in a in a somewhat concise way but also like just a very mm -hmm. plain these are what the facts are yeah be upset about it if you want but this mm -hmm. is this is what the numbers are showing us and this is kind of our digestion of it yeah yeah and i'll do my best like for for a living for my work i manipulate numbers and data to make them look the way i want them to look so that people will believe me um yeah which is oh, I do that with ratings too, with radio yeah, ratings. So. Exactly. And I'm trying my best not to do any of that. Um, yeah. So, so it's, uh, and I know a couple of people who I work with that are going to be listening to this and go, that's exactly what the fuck you do. <laughs> <laughs> and we're really good at it so, too. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm not, I'm not trying to do any of that, but also as a, as a prior um, disclaimer here, we're going to use very round numbers for all this. It would be way too difficult and you guys would lose your minds, everybody listening, if we used exact specific numbers. So don't quote yeah. us on any of the exact numbers. We're giving you a rough, 
Like if it's, if the number is 816,742, I'm going to say 820 grand, 820 people. Like I'm not yeah. going to go to the depth. Okay. We're just going to round yeah. those off so that it makes sense for everybody. All right. So let's hop into this. All right. So the first thing I wanted to cover and, and clarify, um, and Eric and I are sharing a Google sheet. So I'm going to just click through some of these here. So the first thing I wanted to clarify is, is everybody hunts for their own reasons. And a lot of the comments that I get, and I've heard from crossbow hunters over the years, or, or anti-crossbow people is um, a couple different things. One, um, it's it's too easy and they're killing all the deer. Like it's, they're killing all the big bucks too quick. Um, and I just want to clarify with, with the conversation of if you are the DNR, the Department of Natural Resources, and you are strictly looking at it, I don't give a shit if you kill a five-year-old buck, a nine-year-old buck, or a one-year-old buck, or a seven-year-old doe, or a two-year-old doe. I just care about total population. Numbers. Just numbers. I just need numbers. And they do care about antler antlered and antlerless, and they play games with that as well. Like we all know earn a buck existed, right? So they they do play, but if you're looking at it of a lens of, I just want to control the population, um, we have to toss out the, I want to manage for five and a half year old bucks or better argument that's got to be gone. So that's the first thing is I'm managing for population, not for age class and shooting booners. Like that's what people do on their own private ground. All right. So then that's the first like disclaimer I want to throw out there. The second disclaimer would be, so then what are those goals? What are those objectives? And the DNR has put out a map um, for 2021 to 2023. And in that map of, I believe there's 50 counties in Wisconsin. um, There's about 72, 72 way off. Okay. So there's 70, close enough. <laughs> 70, 72 counties in Wisconsin. Um, about a dozen of them, they want to increase the deer population, and almost all of those are in the northern part of the state. All right. They're um, almost all those are in the northern part of the state with a couple <clears throat> Racine, Kenosha, and a couple in central. All right. So majority of that's north. The majority of the state, probably like 60, 70% of the state, is maintained. They just want to keep the herd kill the same every year. And then there's certain small portions of the state, like in Richland and Vernon County, which is southwest, western Wisconsin, um, up near Schwano, Oconto, near Green Bay, uh, Columbia, which is dead center just north of Madison, and then over east, like Milwaukee County and all that, they want to decrease the herd. Yeah. So overall, like 60%. Of the state wants to maintain, probably like 15% wants to decrease and 25% wants to increase. And that's in like land mass because Northern Wisconsin, the counties get much larger. So you just have more part of that state. So in general, that's what we're looking at. That's what the DNR wants to do. And I have to say, you know, every... It seems like there's so many people that just give the DNR a bad rap because there's a lot of things that we just sit here and scratch our head about. At the same time, when you look at this map, I have to think that we're doing a pretty good job of the deer population because you look at this and the majority of it is blue, which is the maintain. 
And like you said, it's probably 60-ish percent of the entire state has a healthy deer herd that they're trying to maintain that population. So I think we have to at least say, you know, whether you think that's true or not, this shows us that the conservation in Wisconsin is specifically talking about deer population, that that we're doing a pretty good job of it. Yeah, it's not all increase. I'll say that like that's yeah. a, that's a great point. Um, because if it was all increased, it would all like you wouldn't be getting three day three doe tags for Waukesha County, right? Which is why we got this decrease in Washington and Waukesha yeah, County. Right? So <laughs> exactly, yeah, you guys are yeah. part of the decrease. Yeah. So okay, so that's like another another like baseline. All right. So that's, that's the map 60, 70% of the state wants to maintain and then plus or minus 30% wants to increase or decrease. All right. So now, um, what is the deer kill? So this is that, that map was just for the last two, two years. Okay. Is the last two years is 60, 70% maintain the last two years, two to three years in 2020, we killed 340,000 deer. 2021, 310,000 deer. 2022, 340,000 deer. And so far this year in um, Wisconsin, we are at 285,000 deer. Okay. And this is 2023. So we were at, we went 340, 310, 340, 285 is where we're at right now. So asterisk, with asterisk, an asterisk. right? There's yeah. <laughs> probably going to be another 15 to 20,000 deer killed this year. So we're probably going to bust over 300 again, but yeah. in terms of maintaining 340, 310, 340, 300, we'll say for 2023, that's relatively good. Like that's pretty, that's plus or minus 10%, like five, yeah. actually, if you're like shooting for 320 or so, that's pretty good over the last few years. Now, um, Overall, though, I said we're going to go back to 1996 in the stats. All right. If you pull up, if we look at that um, big graph that we had, and some of this stuff is available on the DNR's website. Some of this stuff you have to, like, look up and go find. Um, This is one of the ones that's available on the DNR website. So in 96, they implemented earn a buck. I believe that's what I found. And, and that's an asterisk right there. 96, they implemented earn a buck. That's when they kind of found CWD and they're like, all right, we got to start doing earn a buck. So from 96 to 2000, the numbers climbed basically year over year. And in 2000, the buck, the deer kill in Wisconsin alone was 625,000. All right, I'll it's just it. crazy to even hear that number. In 2000, the deer kill was 625,000. This year, in 2023, we're likely to get 300,000. Not even half of that. All right. So that is that was the plan in that time frame was CWD kill all the deer. We all kind of remember that it was just like earn a buck, kill, 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 get a bunch of doe tags, kill a bunch of bucks, like shoot, you know, eight, nine deer a day. Anything. Yeah. Anything you see, take it out of there. 
Exactly. So that's what we got to in the year 2000, 625,000. Now, after that, and that must have been a hell of a good year um, in terms of uh, gun season. Uh, and I'll say that because like gun season overwhelmingly uh, dictates the, the deer kill. And I, we'll get into the exact numbers on that. But after that, in from 2001 to 2008, we roughly stuck around 450-ish, 450 to 500,000 deer. All right. So that was that was where we were at for those years from 2000 to 2008, about 450 to 500,000 deer. And there was a significant dump. Like in 2003, yeah. we dropped down to 350,000 deer killed or ish. Yeah. 370,000 yeah. deer from the 2000 where we killed basically everything. Um, I'm sorry. That's 2002. We had the huge dump. So there was that huge swing of 600,000. Then there was a sharp decrease and then a maintain of about 500,000. All right. Can you imagine what people were thinking in the woods at that time? I'm going to throw in a couple of things here to like break this up. So it's yeah, not yeah. like all numbers. Can you imagine what people were thinking after they shot, like say somebody shot seven deer in 2000 and then in 2002, it goes down by 50%. They're like, I haven't even seen any deer. I saw 75 deer last year. And this yeah. year I saw 20. Where's all, where are all the deer at? Cause you killed them all. <laughs> yeah. You killed them all. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That must've been a bad, it must've been a bad gun season, but yeah, I mean, you, you shoot so many deer and you just go, go, go. Like there's going to be a decline at some point, but then right. it ended itself. Um, and the other big thing is that was, and that was difficult to, to, uh, that was really difficult to obtain, um, was number of licenses sold. So we only have a little bit of data on that, but no, you bring up a, a great point in terms of like, I mean, could you imagine sitting and out on opening morning in 2000? Like I was 10 years old, so I wasn't out. I might have been out at that point. I don't think so. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have been holding, carrying a gun. But um, but like, man, those are the mornings where all you heard was gunshots all morning. Bang, bang, bang. Uh, just, right? just straight up civil war. I yeah. mean, it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and even into, you know, 2008, 2009, like I, I would remember those opening mornings really well. And those were all, I mean, you just sit there and you just hear bangers going off all morning, you know, yeah. and, and that's 450 to 500,000 deer killed. So after that, and after 2008, in 2008, that economy kind of collapsed a little bit um, and they did update the cwd the regulations on cwd um and they switched from um and i and i just read this like this was hard to find as well but they switched to a uh, management take that was i want to manage cwd not try to eliminate it all so um so that's that was their take and then that reduced in 2009 that reduced the number to about 300 and 20,000. And then from there, we basically yeah. sat there um, from 2009 to 2022. We've basically been between 310,000 to 350,000 deer killed. 
Like, isn't it interesting too how it almost seems as though it's like a four or a five year climb, slight increases and then a significant drop off. It's like every four years almost, it's like it creeps, it creeps, it creeps, it creeps. And then we take a big step back, like, I don't know, 10%, 20% maybe um, in terms of just total, total harvest. Um, You know, you hear about the numbers all the time, but when you actually see it in a bar graph, it just makes it very clear to you like, oh, okay, well, this is the trend. And, you know, you can analyze it a little bit better. Right. Yeah, no, I, exactly. That's a that's a great point. It is interesting why it does that. So, um, so with with these numbers, and this is you make a great point, Eric. I love that you're breaking this up because I'm just like, here's the freaking numbers. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we we want, we want people to listen to the whole thing, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Not not have uh, an just angry, throw numbers, 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 numbers. Trying to crunch it. So basically, yeah, basically for the last 15 years, I'll say for the last 15 years, we've been around an average of 320,000 deer killed. Okay. That's, that's bottom line is about 320,000 deer killed. Now, kind of what you're looking for here. And in 2014, we did, we did like totally get rid of Ernabuck. Um, I think it was, I think that was already done in 2014. We had a new management plan where we got the deer management units, which we have today, um, which is County by County. And everybody got a buck and a doe tag. And then you would just go about your business um, with your buck and your doe tag. Like that's, that's, that's a big switch that happened in 2014, but it didn't really affect the deer harvest. It dropped a little bit, but not much. Um, Maybe like a couple points. So overall, like I said, again, the last 15 years, we've been hovering around 320 to 330,000 average deer killed a year. Now, um, the, the big numbers that we kind of want to get into here, um, in the last 15 years, the average percentage of the deer kill that was, um, gun related. All right. Of the 300, let's call it 330,000. Actually, I'll just run an average right now. So the average is 335,000 over the last 15 years, 335,000 deer killed over the last 15 years of that, the average percentage of that, which was gun kill was 72%. Okay. So 72% of all the deer killed in Wisconsin on average in the last 15 years are from a gun. It's pretty efficient for that old nine day gun season, huh? It is. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. That's why I say in 2000, when we killed 600,000 deer, you must have had a hell of a good day for gun, a hell of a good week for gun season or a long ass gun season or something. Yeah. Um, So the other big thing to point out in 2014, that is when crossbows became legal for anybody to use prior. They were just, they were just uh, for disabled folks. So, um, in, yeah, and in and prior to that, um, on average, the bow kill made up like if 72% was gun, the average bow kill was 26%, and then the other two percent were like muzzle loader, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So that is that's where we're at. 
Now, um, when you look into 2014, when the numbers split a little bit, um, in the beginning of 2014, uh, I'm trying to figure out the best way to explain this. Um, well, okay, I'll say vertical bows, basically vertical bow only was 26% of the deer kill. After 2014, vertical bow, 14% on average. In the last nine years, it's been 14% on average in the deer kill. And it, and it goes down year over year. In 2014, it was 18%. 2015, 17, 2016, 15%, 2017, 14%, 2018, 12%. And then it jumped a little bit back up to 14%, 14%, 13%, 11%. So it's been going down year over year. And vice versa to that, crossbow has been going up every year since it was in. So in 2014, crossbow was 9% of the deer kill. 2015, it was 11%. 2016, it was 12%. 2017, it was 15%. And it goes up to 18, 19%. So on average, the crossbow kill percentage is 15%, whereas on average, the vertical bow percentage is 14%. So it's 1% more efficient over the last nine years. All right. And it's, and it's, and it's going to get more and more efficient um, because like, or that's the trend. The trend is it's getting more and more. Yeah. So it, it nine years ago, it was at 9% of the kill and last year it was at 18%. And I think that's no surprise, right? Because right. in 2014, that's the first year that it was available for anybody to do it. Mm -hmm. So not every, you know, I mean, you figure yeah, 2014 being the onset, they didn't know if that's the route they wanted to go. Maybe they were still thinking about it at that point in time. Well, now you've had, you know, eight years to either get a crossbow, save for a crossbow, do whatever, or find a reason to get back into the woods and think, okay, this is the route that I'm going to go. Right. And it gave the crossbow manufacturers time to market. <laughs> oh yeah time to right? spoon you into it <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly and that is something that can't be lost in this whole conversation is um somebody did bring that up to me in a message it's just like yeah it's it's never like introducing crossbows is never about hunter retention or hunter growth or anything like that it's all about um making money it's about yeah. lobbyists trying to get this in so that they can make money and yep. you know it's the same politician game that you hear of everywhere else with, you know, Washington, DC and all that other bullshit. So trying to get their crossbows in to get a season going, which is entirely possible. So, yeah, again, um, so here's the bigger, here's the, the bigger question with these statistics. All right. I, I said that, you know, on average bows sent in the last eight years made up 14% and uh, crossbows made up 15%. So in, in total, that'd be about 29% of the overall kill, right? If you average those two together, about yep. 29% of the overall kill. Prior to crossbows coming into play, the overall 
percentage of archery kill was 25%. So the percentage of kill has gone up by 4% since crossbows have come into play. And it shows because gun, the gun percentage of the total harvest was 75% before 2014. And after 2014, it's only 70%. Yeah. So the gun percentage of gun kill is going down. Number of deer being killed with, with a gun is going down. However, like I do have actual numbers here. I would also like to point out, and this has been difficult to get, but the number of license sales is also going down. Okay. Yeah, it seems to be just a slight decrease over, you know, every year. It's yeah. not like we're seeing like significant chunks and, you know, and we might dive into these 2020, 2021 and 2022 even numbers, you know, just what happened in those kind of anomaly years. Yeah. But it seems to me that like, as I've kind of looked at these numbers, you know, for my show that I do is it seems that there's been outside of the last three years, there's been a downtick of not a huge percentage, but just a slight percentage, which over a 10 year gap, you know, you talk about a one percentage decrease every year. Okay. Well, over 10 years, you know, you might lose a hundred thousand hunters. It it adds up over time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's totally fair. It is. And it's, and we all, we're all aware. uh, I mean, everybody should be aware that hunter numbers are going down and even with um, the significant jump of, outdoors outdoorsmen with covid in 2020 um you know in 2020 in wisconsin like again these numbers were hard to to get so i i can't compare a ton here okay but in 2020 there were 820,000 gun licenses purchased in wisconsin and the gun licenses include patron's license conservation license sportsman's license and a straight up gun license. So those are different ways that you can buy like the patron and the concert, maybe conservation patron are the same thing. Sports. Yeah. I, I forget what all the, even though I live here, I forget them. We've got a lot of options. <laughs> yeah. You get, you can buy packages of licenses or you can buy a straight gun license is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. And all the packages that include a gun license plus a straight gun license totaled up to 820,000 in 2020. So that's when COVID, that's when COVID hit. Right. And but in 2021, it went down to 810. 2022, it went down to 795. And in 2023, it went down to 790. So it is it is decreasing. It's decreased 30,000 over the last three years. Um, it, but what's weird is the number of straight up gun licenses has dropped 100,000, 130,000 in the last three years. So patron license and whatnot are only going down 30,000. But if you were to buy it, there was 570,000 gun only licenses in 2020. And in 2023, there were only 435,000 gun only. So it's 135,000 decrease over three years, which is odd. Like that seems weird. I don't know what to make. It's a very, very substantial difference. It's a what I'd be curious about, and we should have looked at this beforehand. I wonder what the 19 number was. Yeah, 19. You know, to see like what a substantial spike coming into that year was. 
And then, you know, so maybe that 430 to 450 number is the median or is the average. Mm -hmm. And we just saw that significant, you know, you know, 25% increase right. in that 2019 year. What's weird is you don't see the deer kill change, the deer harvest numbers change. Yeah. It's like all those crossbow hunters, man. They're out there shooting all our deer. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, let's get into now. Great, great transition. Let's get into that. So, um, so let's talk about this is this is the the stuff that you guys are here to listen to. Um, this is why why you're here. So let's get into this. All right. So I'll save the juicy stuff for last. So you actually listen to this whole podcast here. Um, but uh, let's start with this. So there were um we're, we'll break this down by total deer kill between bows and crossbows and then we're going to break it down further by bucks only for bow and bucks only for crossbow okay so on average and and I'm trying to use averages otherwise there's just too many numbers here so on average before 2014 the 5 years prior there were 90,000 90,000 deer killed with a bow. All right. Before 2014. Yep. After 2014, on average, there were, let me just, oh man, I didn't add these up. Hold on. Let me run a quick total, sum total here. Let's see if this works. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, maybe. It yeah. looks right. Yeah. Does that look right? Why am I not getting zeros? Ah, oh, they're there. All right. So on average here, <clears throat> okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to restate that. Before 2014, the average deer numbers killed by a bow were 90,000. After 2014, the average deer kill is 93,000. So it's gone up roughly 3,000 per year or not per year, but roughly 3,000, all right? Yeah. Since crossbows have been introduced, the average number of deer killed have gone up 3,000. Now, um, so is it more effective? Yeah, numbers have gone up 100%. Like, there's no doubt about it. The, the increase is, has gone up, so it's more effective. The big question I have, and I can't find data on this, I'd have to like go to the DNR and ask them a whole bunch of questions. Um, so maybe maybe I'll have to do that for a follow-up to this. But what is the breakdown of bow licenses purchased versus crossbow licenses purchased? Because um, I'd like to know that, like, are we getting more hunters or are we just killing more deer with the same amount of hunters? I have to imagine we're killing more deer with actually less hunters so that makes it you know if you if you have right that makes sense right eric yeah I, yeah i believe we're killing more the hunters are more efficient yes. now it's not that the hunter number has increased right i just wanna i wanna like for the I want to know, is there a correlation to the number of crossbow licenses purchased and a direct correlation to the number of deer killed by crossbows, right? So yeah. I have to imagine the answer is, the answer is yes, but like, it, what, what does that curve look like? 
is it is it is it a direct correlation like for every five crossbow licenses sold there's one deer killed or is it like you know for five crossbow licenses sold there's one deer killed for eight there's two deer killed for 10 there's three deer killed and is that like a curve you know what i mean um right i'm curious i'm curious about that but the other thing that's important to note here is when crossbows were introduced in 2014 there were 27,000 deer killed all right and remember earlier i said in, in the percentages numbers for crossbows it's gone up from nine percent of the deer kill to 18 percent of the deer kill right so in in crossbows in 2014 the first year is 27,000 deer killed and last year in 2022 is 61,000 deer killed. So double, doubled the number, basically yep. the same as the percentage of the deer kill doubled, which is, you know, a direct correlation um, to, uh, to the, uh, to the total harvest, which is good, which is good. I, I think that shows like direct correlations are, are nice because then you can have trends. If it's not directly correlated, you got to figure out what the hell's going on. Um, so that's, it's a trend. It's showing that there are significantly more people getting into crossbows and they're killing more deer and we're becoming more efficient with a, just a vertical bow. We had 90,000 with vertical and crossbows. We had 93,000 deer killed and it's entirely likely that we have less hunters than we did when it was bow only. So um, so it, the people are getting more efficient now. Do you have anything to add before I jump into the box? What I think is interesting on just a, on a high level of this is that when you look at the numbers of bow kills in 2014, year one of the crossbow season compared to the most recent year for crossbow numbers, it's almost it's almost in a very general sense, a direct swap. Like the, the very substantial number of deer that are being harvested with crossbows in relation to those of a compound bow have almost swapped oh, places now. 100%. You see what I'm saying? 100%. So if, so if it's 54,000 killed with a bow in 2014, and 27,000 killed with a crossbow in 2014. Last year, the numbers both increased. So the 37,000 harvests with a bow compared to 61,000 with a crossbow last year. Mm -hmm. So they're both higher, but they've also almost directly swapped places for in terms of total harvest amount. Right. So it's yeah, almost like a 60, 66% yeah. or like a two thirds to one thirds kind yeah. of flip flop in it terms is. of total harvest. A hundred percent. And that is directly the, basically the exact same as the percentages as well. So yeah, you know, vertical bows decreasing in, in deer harvested and crossbows are increasing. So yeah, hundred percent. All right. So, um, Jumping into great. That's a great point. So jumping into the box, um, our, our crossbow is more efficient for box. Um, after, after we talk about this, we are going to break 
we're going to break down the state by areas of the state that are most effective. So in Wisconsin, you have four, you have four kind of main um, portions of the state. You got the central farmland, central forest, you got the north, and you got the south. Um, those are the four main areas of the state. So we're going to break them down by that in terms of gun and archery and crossbow, because there are some significant impacts that um, that these numbers show, um, depending on where you hunt in the state or where you'd want to hunt. Um, Ooh, I think these numbers alone for me, if, <laughs> what's that? I said, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Or where do you want to hunt? Yeah, exactly. I mean, for me personally, like looking at these numbers, I'm like, I know where I'm not going to hunt. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Um, so, all right. So for, um, for bucks only. Okay. Um, bucks killed with a vertical bow on average before 2014, 41,000. All right. Before 2014, bucks killed with a bow were 41,000. After 2014, bucks killed with a bow, 26,000. $15,000, 15,000 uh, number decrease, all right? Crossbows, on average, 28,000 over the last um, eight years. So... In general, you're talking about bow bucks or bucks killed with a vertical bow only. The average was 41,000. And here, if I run the sum total of these again, oh, are you already on it? You do. Oh, no. You read my no. mind? Oh, it did. It read my Google Sheets, read my mind. <laughs> all right. So here's a fun fact. All right. I'm just going to restate this because, again, we're throwing out a lot of numbers. Before 2014, for vertical bows, you had an average of 41,000 um, bucks harvested per year with a vertical bow. Since the introduction of crossbows, you've had an average of 54,000 bucks harvested with a, with a vertical or a crossbow. So you're talking about a 14,000 um animal increase roughly right around 14,000 increase um which in terms of of percentage is about a 25ish percent increase yeah um is that right yeah something like around a 25 yep. yeah 25. can we uh do you have another thought on that i i got a question for you on that um i do but let's um what's the what's the question Okay, why do you think the buck number has increased for bows, whether that's bow or crossbow, very general term there, but our total harvest numbers are remaining for all seasons are remaining relatively the same. So yeah. I'll say that again. So total harvest numbers for all seasons are remaining relatively flat. Mm -hmm. But we can see a 25% increase of bow slash crossbow harvest yeah. of bucks of about 25%. Yeah, it's a great point. Like if that's a great point. Um, My personal opinion, in 2014, they took away Ernabuck. 
So you just got a buck. Like people will go out. You can just shoot a buck right away. You can just shoot a buck. Yeah. What about social media? Do you think that's had any influence on that? That people just want to grip and grin? <laughs> dude, I uh I I have to imagine it is, but I dude, I I a 25% increase. I won't give it that I, much I, credit. No, but... no, I give it like a 2% increase. Yeah. I would give social media 2%. Like people want to say, oh, social media, the social media is bullshit, blah, blah, blah. It's ruining hunting and I know I had a conversation with um, who I oh I had a, my buddy on Grant and Grant thinks that social media is ruining hunting and I, I kind of stated my position that I I don't really think it is um, sure but um but I will say that I I do I do think there are people who sh- who shoot deer for the grip and grin but at the same time there are a really small number of people um that in my in my opinion are are like that if you look at you just hunter numbers around the country and number like if you went into the Wisconsin rut report, you'd think you're the only person that's not shooting a deer. Right. Oh yeah. You would I think, think that every day. <laughs> right. Exactly. You're the only person that's not shooting a deer yet. You know, in Wisconsin, um, the efficacy, I was looking at this, like if, I mean, in 2020, if we're, sh- if we're selling 820,000 licenses and you're killing 340,000 deer, so you're you're immediately at like a 40% efficacy and that's deer in general. Um then if you if you add in the fact um let me look at the the bucks. Um if you add in the fact of the bucks bucks with a gun in what was that 2020, the number of bucks killed in 2020 with a gun is 130,000. So if you add that to what we have here of 64,000. So it's 130 plus 64. So that's 190,000 bucks are killed. Okay. You got 820,000 hunters. You got 190,000 bucks killed. How many of those do you think are over three and a half year old? I bet you it's probably like 20%. I I was going to say that. So you're talking about uh 20% of 190,000 would be 36,000. Um Yeah. 36,000 deer are killed out of, you know, 820,000 people. So if you looked at the math on just that again like I do just a boatload of statistics um in life 38,000 divided by 820,000 you're talking a four and four and a half percent chance that you're shooting a buck over three and a half years old. That might even be generous. The 20% number. I, yeah. And, and so I want to just like, even if it was dude, I mean, even if you're, I mean, 20% is four and a half percent chance that you're going to kill a buck over three and a half years old. If you're talking, even if you, even if you increase that, like you're still the odds of, that you're killing a a buck over three and a half years old is very slim. Yeah. So it makes me when I when you look at numbers like that, it makes me really, really appreciate guys who are able to kill a quality buck. Old. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I bet you of that four and a half percent of the people who do it, I bet you like three to three and a half percent of those guys are the same every year. And there's only really 1% that goes in and out. Yeah. Yeah. And those guys, I I don't doubt that are not crossbow hunters. Yeah, of course not. (laughs) (laughs) Guys who are sitting out there all, I mean, yeah, if you looked at 36,000, if you're thinking 36,000 bucks are, are killed, um, and you're seeing that 64,000 bucks are killed with a bow. I mean, I don't think that everybody with a bow is killing a three and a half year old buck. I think people are just shooting no. what they like and they see. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a super interesting. I, I wish I had exact data on that, but they don't do that in Wisconsin. They just say, is it branch antlered or is it, uh, or is it a, a yearling? That's all you have to right. You don't yeah. actually have to answer yeah. the age of it or anything is. Not that you would know the age, but, you know, I guess weight might be nice. Like, can you guess the weight? Or could you get, right. like, I don't know how many antlers, but there's no good way to, like, rough age something that an everyday person could do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. So, I, it's a great question. Why do you think that's gone up? Uh I think it's crossbow efficacy, man. I yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. I I do think that that has carries a lot of weight. I mean, it certainly does. Yeah, you know. And so, if you're listening to this and you're you're a crossbow, like, see, I'm telling you, these guys are killing all the bucks. I wanted to run this scenario, and Eric and I looked at this real quick beforehand. So they've killed. So, um, the number of bucks killed since crossbows have been legal has gone up 14,000 on average a year, right? That's what I said. Yeah. Yep. So it's gone up 14,000. Wisconsin itself is about 42,000 acres. Okay. Is that right? That's not right. Four. No, sorry. My apologies. 42 million acres. Okay. Wisconsin is 42 million acres. If you take 42 million divided by 14,000 deer, (laughs) that means one extra buck is being killed per 3,000 acres. One buck, again, one extra buck is being killed per 3,000 acres. Isn't that crazy? When we looked at that before we jumped on here, I was like, yeah, that's that's the that's the point we're trying to make. Yeah. And I like so like, you know, if I were to fight myself on this, if I were to if I were to have an argument against myself on this. That number is staggering, like one extra buck per 3,000 acres. Well, shit. Like, I hunt a 40. What the fuck do I know about 3,000? I should be yeah. able to right? But on the flip side, this number of 42 million acres, it does include northern Wisconsin, which is a boatload of, right. you know, not a significant um, source of, of quality deer. Um, So it does include that. 
even if you cut it in half though, even if you just took half the state, you're still talking one extra buck per 1500 acres, which is yeah. still, it's, I mean, that's getting like, what would you, I guess, Eric, what would you think is like shocking where you'd be like, all right, we got to remove crossbows. <laughs> uh, you know, I think about, I think about the, and when you, when you look at it instead of 3000 acres, you look at it at 1500 acres. It's a little more relatable to me because the parcels that the public land parcels that I hunt up North are a thousand acre parcels. Mm. So I can at least like reference that. So you figure, okay, one deer out of that, we'll say roughly one deer out of that thousand acre parcel. Okay. Um, that is not concerning, but if you say 10 deer, 10 bucks out of that thousand acre parcel. Okay. That would be a shocking number to me, <laughs> you know, cause yeah. I don't, I mean, a yeah, thousand acres is not small. Like that'd be, well, 10 out of a thousand acre would be, you know, one per hundred acres. Right. Yeah. So that would be, that would sir. I, I think that would be a, a difficult, my personal opinion, that would be a difficult one to swallow. So if you're, if you're looking at, you know, one buck per 1500 acres, um, a typical bucks, like on our property in Southwest Wisconsin, we usually have three mature deer on our property over the last six years. And we have 110 acres. They do not live okay. on our property. None of them, none of them like live there solely, but I'm yeah. saying on our 110 acre, we have three mature bucks that are, you know, four years or older that visit our property regularly. So, yeah. Um, I like, I forget what the, and it depends on vegetation and, you know, stem count density and pressure and all sorts of stuff. But if you were to say like one mature buck per hundred acres, I think that's like a reasonable number. I think that's an alarming number, right? Well, yeah. If you're saying what, oh, well, I guess I'm saying if I think one mature buck can have a home range in Southern Wisconsin of sure. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 A hundred, 150 acres. So if you were to say on 1500 acres, how many mature deer do you think there are? I would say probably somewhere between eight to 10. Yeah. Like mature bucks. So basically if you are, if you're in if on 3000 acres, there's probably, you know, 25 to 30 mature deer on the 3000 acres. Sure. So you are, if you're removing one, that is, you know, what is it? One thirtieth, that'd be a 3% chance for you to like, if we say, let's just say 30, there's 30 mature deer on 3000 acres. Then you're looking at, actually, I think 30 is high. Let's call it 25 for the naysayers. Yeah. Call it 25. So you're looking at, uh, and somebody, one extra buck is killed. Now, instead of, you know, you killing one out of 25 now you're killing one out of 24 it's still a it's only a four percent reduction in my like mind yeah i don't i don't see it as being significant enough that i'm gonna be pissed about it right. i am more 
like I'm still far more concerned about my neighbors doing drives and shooting brownets down and killing everything during gun. Yeah. Stuff. I'm not concerned about crossbows yet. Right. Yeah. I guess that's how and I that's, think that's, yeah. and I think that's where it helps to really just take a deep dive and look at these numbers and actually say, okay, pull your feelings out of it. Don't be concerned about, the guy that comes in late and sets up 50 yards away from you. That's not what we're trying to point out here. There's going to be obnoxious people that do everything. Okay. So that aside, when we look at the raw numbers of it, what is the general impact of this crossbow addition to our hunting season? I guess that might be different for everybody, but I, I don't really, I personally don't think that that's a substantial enough difference to say, yeah, we need to do something about it. Yeah. Not yet. I might. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. I'm going with not like, not yet. Um, if those numbers keep climbing the way they have been, you know, from, um, 16,000 when crossbows first started, to 35,000 in eight years, if it doubles again to 70,000, I'm going to start being more concerned about it. Um, right. Right. But I'm going to, yeah, that's when I'm going to be start being more concerned about it. And if it starts taking up more of the percentage of the harvest, that's right. Right. Like if gun season, if gun season on average is 70% of the harvest right now, and it drops to you know, 60% and crossbows pick up that other 10% or it drops to 50% and crossbows pick up that other 20% and be like, Jesus, crossbows are just as, as effective as the gun almost at this point. Right. 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 So, um, if that's the case, then yeah, like then it needs, it certainly needs its own season. Um, I don't know where that threshold for me would be. I think where it's at now, like, before crossbows were introduced on average um bow hunting was was about uh, let me just grab this here bow hunting was about 25% of the harvest and um and now bow hunting's at 39% of the harvest you know it's getting that includes crossbows and vertical bows I mean, it's getting to the point where it's, it probably does need to be really significantly looked at. Yeah. Cause if that number keeps going up and, and it goes over, if it gets to 50%, um, I mean, right now it's at, yeah, it's at 29 third, it's at 30%. If it gets to 40% of the harvest is coming from bows and crossbows, um, and I guess why, why that leads to another question, which is why do you care? Why do you care how the deer are killed? I think you, you care because gun hunting drives the hunting industry in, in, in Wisconsin, right? I mean, the gun hunters, the I think that's fair, right? Gun hunting drives the the hunting industry here, not, not bows and crossbows. And if they're, it it drives people it's and it's not just the well i don't know what the economic impact because i would be like what's the economic impact of not having you know widow's weekend or whatever right guys go out and just you know hit up all the bars and restaurants and drink and have a good time like what would that impact because 
you're not paying any more or less for a license, right? So gun season, you're paying 20 bucks. Bow, you're paying 20 bucks. Um, maybe the economic uh, impact would be positive. I don't, I don't know, but I, I yeah. Like so at the, I think on the opposite side of that, or like flipping that and saying, okay, well, if we think that the hunters are coming from the gun season, right, that's where they kind of stem from, they're branching out and they're doing things elsewhere. Isn't, isn't it that if there were to be a decrease in gun numbers and an increase in archery numbers, couldn't it be people separating away? Like it drives me crazy that people do deer drives right underneath me during first weekend of gun season. I, I don't like gun season anymore because of those reasons, because I'm on public land. So yeah. I, I veer then and spend the majority of my time during bow season. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm a, I'm not a sample size of anything, but it's just, you know, my own experience saying, I just spend more of my time in the bow season because I'd rather shoot a deer that way. I don't care how I kill a deer. I'll shoot a deer with the gun. If that's when the opportunity presents itself. But um, with that starting to sway toward bow season, if the economic impact doesn't change, maybe the deer vein bar and restaurant in Northern Wisconsin, if they start to flatten out their sales and say October through October through November, instead of just two weeks in November, you know, you're making that same amount. So like economically yeah. wise, if that is just being shifted forward because somebody wants to hunt October instead of November, I mean, it's a very roundabout way of looking at it, but yeah. if that is just shifting the numbers elsewhere, well, it could, I mean, okay. So first of all, the, I, I think, I think if the crossbow number continues to increase it, it's earned, it's earned its own season. It earned, yes. earned a, a, a shorter season, like bar, bar none. Like I, I would have to argue in favor of that. I would also argue economically crossbow and bow hunters probably hunt more than opening weekend, right? Like they're like crossbow hunters and, and vertical bow hunters were hunting most weekends in a year. Yeah. Right. We're trying to get out as much as possible. So the economic impact could even be much higher because we're going to go to these pieces of public land. We're going to spend money in the hotel, in the campground at the bar for four weekends rather than one big weekend. Yeah. So, so it could be even greater. I, but I, but I would, I would also strongly argue that, with the numbers that we're looking at, if those numbers continue to increase the way they are, um, that that it's it'll earn its own season. And I think it's, I think the big number I have to look at, and and I I'll have to do a part two on this, which is license sales. How per per hunter, how much more effective is crossbows? Yeah. Like that, that, that needs to, that needs to come to light. Cause it's, it's the only way you're going to ever be able to, to make a decision and say, look, we're, we can sell 10, 10 regular archery licenses, and it's probably going to result in one deer being killed. But if we sell, um, 10 crossbow licenses and two deer get killed, it's a hundred percent increase. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's heading in that, I mean, last year in 2022, vertical bows was 11 percent 
over the overall harvest and crossbows were 18 percent yeah four more points on crossbows and you're double you're 50 percent you know you're 100 percent extra yeah that's the that i mean that i i did i hadn't looked at it until now just looking at that and talking that through with you i mean that is that's going to be i I feel like that's going to be the deciding factor and whether or not we move um into this one of the other thoughts do you have anything to add to that no no i think that's totally fair so one of the other thoughts i had here is is you know we looked at 42 million acres are in wisconsin um and I said that does include the northern half of the state or the northern mm-hmm. portion of the state where the deer numbers are really low. So I actually, while while you were chatting there, I looked up the the zones and you got northern forest, central farm, central forest, and then southern. Um, central farmland or the northern forest is only about a third of the state. Um, so we're really looking at, you know, and that's pretty low deer numbers. So if we yeah. were if we were to say like, pro it's probably going to be instead of I originally had uh, one buck per three thousand acres, it's probably going to be closer to you know crossbows kill an extra one buck per two thousand acres, and this yeah. is like um like if I were in a sales pitch right now or and I were trying to because that's I do sales for a living and I were trying to convince you to um to look at the to, to keep crossbows going like, Oh, crossbows aren't that bad. I would say it's only one deer per 2000 acres. Like it's really not, it's only one buck per right. 2000 acres. It's really not. Right. That bad, right. But if I were in favor of getting rid of crossbows, I would say, look, crossbows are almost a hundred percent more effective than vertical bows. You know, right. your tail. like, so this is like data manipulation. At that point, or it's not even data. It's what we do. It's what we do, yeah. Anthony. <laughs> it's present. Right. It's presentation manipulation. <laughs> Telling people what you want them to hear because they don't have the data in front of them. So I, yeah, I, I think both of those are are significant in terms of where you're where you're seeing the greatest impact. Now, I'd said. So, is there? Do you have any other thought on that? Because there's one more topic that I kind of. I wanted to break it down by portions of the state because certain I'm sure people want to know like how does this affect them in their unit or whatever. Yeah. No, um, let's get into that. Otherwise, yeah. we'll probably end up going all night about it. <laughs> all right, cool. I, yeah, I don't even <laughs> know what our time's at. I I have to imagine we're we're well over an hour. Um, yeah. All right. So here is here's the last part for the um for the the portions of the state. So this is all 2023 data. So this is live living data. I pulled all this two days ago, which was December 16th. Um, So um, just to to outline this, in terms of the amount of deer, the amount of, um, I'm gonna break this down, just one more thing here. In terms of the uh, amount of deer killed this year, we're at 200, about 285,000. All right. And um, we're talking, let me just look. I'm just doing some math here quick. Sorry for everybody listening. Equals this divided by 
Uh, Google Sheets isn't as good as um, Excel so, when it comes to like knowing formulas. Like without what it. I love about this is that I don't even because it's a live document, but I can't see what you're typing. It just appears for me, <laughs> so I don't have to see all of that, all of the all of the formulas go in. I just see the the final answer here. Yeah. So yeah, it's just okay. Cool. It all works out. Um. All right. So of the deer killed this year. 57% are coming from the central farmland unit. All right. So central farmland for anybody like listening to this is basically on the West side of the state. It's La Crosse, Buffalo County, St. Croix County. It, that's the West and it runs all the way to the East, which is green Bay, like all the way over yep. to the East and everything in the middle portion of the state. So the middle portion of the state is responsible for 57% of the deer kill this year, which is, in my opinion, wild. I thought it would be heavily geared towards, you know, Madison and Milwaukee areas. Right. But of the deer kill, man, central part of the state is huge. Central forest, which is a really small zone. And within that's unfortunately where I hunt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like east of Eau Claire County. Um, it's yeah. a, just a little portion. It's only yep. percent of the whole thing. Um the northern portion, northern Wisconsin, Goa, Big Woods, yep. LA National Forest, Schwamagon, all that big stuff is 15%. And then southern farmland is 24%. So southern southern farmland is, you know, basically, you know, the west. The south bottom west. third. Yeah. Yeah. Grant County, you got like Platteville, basically Dubuque, you know, that whole area all the way east right. of Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Um. So that's all, that's all Southern farmland. I thought Southern farmland would be much higher. Um, I thought so too, but it's yeah, hard to believe so, that it's almost a third of what central farmland is. Yeah, I know central farmland does the damage. Good for them. Like, hell yeah. yeah. I've never hunted central farmland ever. Yeah. Which would be like wow. yeah, Fond du Lac, Green Lake. I know all these mm -hmm. areas, County lacrosse. Yeah. Never hunted up in there. Um, but I know a lot of people who like to go up there, but basically like, yeah, this is telling me is like, um, like if you're wanting to run into hunter pressure, go to central farmland. <laughs> like if you're yeah. wanting to get out of hunter pressure, basically go North or go South. But yeah, <clears throat> that is a <clears throat> interesting point though, because in these stats that I was looking at, um, this is another thing that I was just looking through real quick um roughly 90 i'm gonna go ahead and and say 90 percent what is i'm gonna run numbers again real quick hold on 88 percent between 85 and 90 percent of the deer kill per year is usually on private land Wow. 85 to 90% is private land. That to That's me amazing. Is nuts, right? Because you think about all the people you run into on public, like 10%, dude. 10 wow. freaking percent. 10 to 15%. So that just goes to show how much more efficient private landowners are 
at hunting deer. I yeah. Or there's just that much more private land. I mean, Wisconsin has right near a third of the state. Seems like it's public. Like it's right. probably like I bet you it's probably yeah. like a fifth, twenty percent of the state. I don't know. Um. Yeah. But <clears throat> yeah. So central farmland. I mean, you know, a lot. Like that's the other thing. I I don't. I was trying to tie that into that statistics of fifty-seven percent, but you know, 85 to 90% is pub- private land. So if you're trying to right. stay away from pressure, um, I mean, central farmland has the most amount of pressure because, well, I have to imagine they have the highest kill, but they, um, I don't know if like how much of that is private public. Like I haven't ran any sort right. of. Yeah. We don't know what the to, split is on that. Yeah. Just a note there. That's, I thought that was pretty wild. Um, wow, that's shocking. Yeah. So, Okay, now even further breakdown from total deer killed to gun versus archery versus crossbow. All right. Gun versus bow versus crossbow. All right. So, um, actually, I'm not really super concerned about gun. We're just going to talk about um, bow versus, versus crossbow. So in central farmland, right, they're responsible for 57%. In central farmland, 20,000 deer are killed with a bow and 30,000 are killed with a crossbow talking about 30 that's a 33 percent increase yeah there's your crossbow killers man (laughs) wow like that is a significant impact in southern farmland which is where i hunt 10,000 are killed with a bow and 11,000 are killed with a crossbow yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's so it's that's pretty intense. even oh man yeah that's pretty even but in the north holy cow this one i haven't even, like this is all live information more than double yeah in the north 3500 deer are killed with a bow 9000 are killed with a crossbow that's st- that's a wow. significant like percentage wise yeah you're talking about over a hundred percent, but in terms of just raw numbers, central farmland's doing the damage on the crossbows. Yeah. Yep. Like for sure. Dang. Which is interesting as you go That's wild. crossbow adoption increases. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> per hunter. Um, but yeah, that's just, uh, so it seems like if you're having problems and you're on central farmland, I mean, crossbows are more prevalent there versus me. You know, I did think about this. My, the very first year we bought our property um, in Southwest Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. the very first year I put cameras out and I had a wildly cool buck that I called Groot um, because he looked like he had roots growing out of his head. Okay. I got a whole bunch of pictures of him, tried to kill him, saw him twice, didn't get an arrow in him. Yeah. And the neighbor shot him at 42 yards with a crossbow. Never found him. And I have pictures of him on my trail camera with what looks to be a heart shot walking through our property. Um, Wow. Yeah. So, and this was, this was news to me. Like the whole story in general was wild because I went out to hunt one day and I checked the trail camera. And I was looking through it on my phone while I was in the tree stand 
and I see, boom, here he is, Groot. I'm like, oh my God, no. here yesterday. And then I'm like, oh my God, he looks like he's bleeding. Yeah. Oh, the next picture. Oh my God, there's a guy. Oh my God, there's another guy. Oh my God, there's a dog. What is all this? And oh, like, man. they came and tracked this deer through our property. They didn't tell us, which yeah. I was like, I was bummed about, but I wasn't like butthurt about it. I was just like, guys, sure. Like, I, you know me, I know you tell me right walking through this shit. Like, tell yeah. me, because otherwise I want to sat in this tree stand. If I knew you and seven other guys and two dogs were in here. Right. Tromping around. Yes. Uh, that's so anyway, like, and I found that deer Parker, my buddy found that deer two years later, um, within a hundred yards of that trail camera picture. Wow. But so that's my biggest experience with a crossbow guy. And he didn't make a bad shot. He shot. Yeah. He hit it lower. He hit it be like below the heart. And I don't know. I talked to him about it for a while at length. And I was trying to give him if if you if you if you're talking to somebody about that and you're you're sound really judgy and you're like, what the fuck did you do? How the fuck did you fuck this thing? Sometimes up? you need to be that way. Yeah, if you do that, <laughs> but, but he's going to clam up and he's not going to tell me anything. He's right. going to be like, okay, yeah. this guy hates me. No, I know. So he was, I was talking to him about it and he was like, it was coming downhill at me and turned broadside at like 40, 45 yards. Oh my god! My crossbow when I shot it. And I was like, did you hit it on the right side or the left side? And he said, I hit it. it the entrance was on the right and it came out the left. I got the picture of him on my trail camera. And I, I got his left side and the exit was below the heart. So he like shot this oh, thing up man. through the belly and like, yeah, I don't know how the hell he did this. But I mean, wow. I, like, yeah, we found the deer. He must have. I don't know if he died. We have no idea when he died. He could have died. He could have yeah. been when they were looking for him. He could have he could have laid there and died the next day. Like, wow. I don't know. But anyway, that is my one experience with it with a crossbow guy. But I do, I will say this: I did not have any animosity towards him. Sure. My only animosity was towards myself for not getting the two opportunities I had previously, like sealing those deals. Like, yeah. And I, like to each there, like if he would have had a regular bow, he would have sh probably shot at it as well. Like, uh, same thing. Yeah. Right. right. So I just yeah. That's a, I, uh, uh, I, I, the one thing that I was going to say, and I was going to say this earlier is this is going to be me kind of like being comical about the whole crossbow thing. But as I've seen so many people put bad shots on deer this year and for people to lose deer this year, like I I've had so many people that have shot stud deer, you being one of them and just so many people that have sealed the deal but I know equally or more people who have put bad shots on deer. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe more people need to use a crossbow. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. It's one of those. That's the only thing you'll never, we'll never have numbers on ever. Right. I know. Is unless, unless like the deer trackers across the state came together and like, tried to compile all their information yeah. that way but and i've thought about that and and it's yeah you can get that info like tim kill is the guy that i get my info yeah from. He's, he's um just north of me in columbus 
And um, he has great, he goes on roughly 90 to 110 tracks a year. He's got great info. His data shows that when he has a crossbow hunter call him and the crossbow hunter uses a mechanical blade, it is the least likely opportunity for him to find that deer. Wow. That's what his data shows. However, who calls him? Right? Like that's 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 his big hiccup there is like who sure. calls you? Is it is it the guys that with the verdict with the compounds just don't call you? And that's why it seems right. or or is it the guys or do they just yeah, it's hard they, it, yeah it's a hard to get a good sample set then it is you can't like you can't say one way or the other because you're not like you're not taking everybody in this county give me your data because then you right. can figure it out right if you right. did southern farmland which had ten thousand vertical bow kills and ten thousand or eleven thousand crossbows that's pretty damn close. Yeah. And you said, all right, how many, how many crossbow hunters wounded deer and how many vertical bows guys wounded deer? Like that would be like the closest you could probably get with the statistics today in terms of what's the wound loss ratio. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, I mean, it's, it's tough. That's like, tough. Yeah. It is. And do, so I will say this, like on the ethical, there's, all right. Before we jump into this, like on the ethical side of crossbow type of stuff, did you, I do have like a few questions here that people ask. Mm-hmm. And I think I answered most of them in the yeah. whole conversation here. Yep. But um, do you have anything more on the statistics side of things? Otherwise I'm, I'm done with the, my thoughts on the statistics. I don't think so. I mean, I think we did a pretty good job of covering all of those. Um I don't think I had. Yeah, I had just two comments on my post that I had. Um, if crossbows are allowed, it will help more people get out to hunt. I see more opportunities as beneficial overall. Personally, I don't like them, but that's based on bias and personal goals. My initial concern, my initial concern was over harvest, which is exactly right. what we're kind of getting at. But that does not seem to be a problem since the law changed. So, you know, I don't know. I think that there's just so many of those outliers that are out there that, you know, people get so worked up about it and there's spite or there's animosity or whatever that they just go off the rails about it. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah, I think I would, I would agree. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where so many people, I, I'm glad I'm glad I forget who talked me into this, but someone was like, you should talk about this. And I was like, all right, I will, because this is something that's come up multiple times this year with just my friend group and people that I talk to Mm -hmm. on Instagram and whatnot. And, and it's just something that like, here's the freaking numbers. Yep. Can't fight them. The numbers are what the numbers are. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So. I wanted to talk about the ethics real quick on crossbows. So, oh man, I just put a put a story up. I forgot to tag you. I'm sorry. Sorry, Eric. I'll tag you in the next. Sorry. Right. I'll delete it and we'll do All it. Right. All right. <laughs> so, the ethics. One one thing I I think like when you get a crossbow license, I feel like 
it need like something in Hunter Ed needs to be updated or something that says you probably shouldn't shoot past 40 yards. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like people pull that thing up and they can hit a target at 60 yards in their backyard. And yeah. they're like, all right, cool. I can shoot deer. And you can, can you? Yes. Yes. Can you kill them? Yeah, you can. What are the odds of you killing them at that distance? Like yeah. the amount of momentum and speed and loss of speed that you get, like a bolt just weighs so much less that the impact it has at the further distance is far less than the sure. Like there is a point where a vertical bow has more energy and power. And I don't know what this is, um, but there is definitely a point where a vertical bow, like a 600 grain arrow has more power at like, I don't know the actual actual number, but like 80 yeah. or 100 yards than a crossbow bolt does at 80, 90 or 100 yards. Like it's going to hit harder just because it's heavier. Like yeah. That's, that's guaranteed like physics that's guaranteed to happen because the crossbow bolt is just going to slow down so much faster. Yeah. So there's like that point of returns where I don't, I think most compound bow hunters are like, hey, 40 is probably in Wisconsin, 40 seems to be like the number. People will shoot out mm-hmm. the 40, they'll practice 50 and 60 ish, but they'll shoot out the yeah. 40. Right. And I feel like crossbow guys are like, I can shoot to 70 now, bro. <laughs> like, right. Well, when you go to Deer Fest and the Raven team is set up there or whatever team is set there and they have it set up so you can demo and shoot at a hundred yards at a pie plate and you're putting it inside of the pie plate at a hundred yards right, right out of the box. You serious? I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I think all of the, um, crossbow vendors had that. So you can go there and you can just, they do that. It's all part of the marketing of it that you yeah. can go there and just say, you know, right out of the box, you're able to go and shoot. And then you're shooting at a hundred yards. You think, oh yeah, well, I'm proficient at a hundred yards. I'm going to shoot deer at a hundred yards. Well, you can't do that. It does not translate. Yeah. Plus, have you ever heard one of those things go off in the woods? It is loud. My dad is, my dad's about 150 to 200 yards away from me. I don't even, I know when he shoots, I don't even have to see deer or hear or watch or anything. I know if he's shot that thing. Cause they're so loud, so loud. Yeah. It's cause he got no weight. Like I knew I right. figured that thing out. I uh, was shooting. I had a um, Oneida Eagle, Oneida screaming okay. that I shoot for yeah. fishing. So I have okay. big ass fiberglass arrow on there and everything. And yeah. I'm sending that through carp. And I'm like, man, I want to like, maybe I should shoot this thing for like real. What is a real, uh, what if I put a sight on this and put an arrow on it? Yeah. And I shot like, and that was an aluminum arrow. And I shot that thing and it was like twang. And I was like, geez, this thing. Oh my gosh. You know, yeah. compared like I was shooting like a freaking 1500 grain fiberglass arrow. Yeah. Now I'm shooting, Oh man, you know, a, 500 grain, you know, aluminum is just loud as shit. And that's when I realized like, oh, the heavier the arrow, the quieter the bow. Like that was right. a direct correlation there. And if you got a bolt that's real quiet, my uncle shoots one too. It sounds like, uh, it sounds like a loud pellet gun. Like, 
you know. Okay, that. yeah, yeah. That's what I would compare it to. Yeah, in my mind, but yeah, I could, I could definitely see like 100 yards. You'd be able to hear that, like, oh, that for mean? sure. Yeah, I, uh, I'll tease this because I, I haven't even like edited the photo yet. Um, but there's all those when, when she blows, she goes or whatever yeah. for, for people like shooting does. So I actually had a doe walk underneath me and he walked or she walked right into my dad and I had the audio of him hitting it and it came screaming over. It stopped almost right in front of me and I almost put an arrow in it because she stopped right there. No, And I'm going to clip that together i'm gonna have i'm gonna do that at some point i just got to piece together the videos for it it's just so great yeah so oh that's awesome but that's it just yeah i don't know man it's um yeah it's it's a lot it's a lot i mean it's a lot of numbers that we looked at today it's a lot of opinions for sure Mm-hmm. And, you know, unfortunately, we're not on opposite sides of it. I mean, I could totally be the heel and I could say, no, nah, they're the worst thing that's ever happened. But I mean, the reality of it is, is at this point, it's not the worst thing that's ever happened. No, it's yeah, it's it's not. It could be. And it could, could be, be why. Like, what is like if OK, that'd be like the biggest thing, because I was going to ask you, like, what is so what's your opinion? My, my opinion right now is like, it's not a problem. It could increase the amount of deer harvested um by a crossbow percentage yeah. wise mm-hmm. does not seem to be affecting the total deer harvest overall maybe slightly no. um i mean since 24 yeah i mean it's still down from before 2014 mm-hmm. so it's still um it doesn't seem to be affecting the overall harvest. It's just what weapon is doing the highest percentage of, of killing. Yeah. Um, and then what is that? And it's still overwhelmingly gun. It still yeah. is yeah. currently. Yeah, yeah. Overwhelmingly, but yeah. And then the question is like, okay, if, if crossbows got to 25% and archery bows got to, you know, 6%, um, or compounds got to 6%, what does, like what is the problem like i guess that's my first question is what is the problem with that? Mm-hmm. like why is that a problem that's what i would be asking um and if the answer is like well it's not as it's not as hard that's not like a true herd man that's not an issue that's a, that's a personal yeah. that's a yeah that's a personal yeah. opinion right right um, so I, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, is it is it increasing the total deer kill to where it is no right. longer maintained, but it's an increase population size because we're killing too many with this? Then that's yeah. a, like I could see that being a problem. Mm-hmm. Or is there like if there's age structure data somewhere in Wisconsin that's like here's our estimate, which is all kind of nonsense anyway. They like yeah, with all that anyway. If um, crossbow users are shooting only one and a half year old deer well that's probably an issue <laughs> but what, what, yeah. we would never know i just i don't my personal opinion r- remains the same of until crossbows take away the ability for me to buy a license yeah. like if, if my neighbors are all using crossbows and i'm using a compound and they get the same amount of time as me cool congrats like congrats like i don't right. personally i don't have a problem with that as long as i get to still hunt and if yeah I'm killing deer and i'm not I mean, 
cool. I just need to be a better hunter. I need to find different pieces to hunt. I need to do something else. Mm -hmm. Like I, I think, yeah, put yourself in a different spot or whatever. Yeah. Like that's, that seems to be rather than complain about them being able to kill deer where like we're previously, I think it has to do with competition. Like before when everybody mm -hmm. had to do vertical bows, I could shoot 50 yards and I was one of the few people that could do that. So I could sit all these field edges mm -hmm. and now all these other guys can, and they're able to sit field edges and they're able to kill these. Right. So it's like a competition mentality of like, I, I, I used to be good and now I'm not. And I think that's just going to, like, if you look at it in a positive mindset, just encourage you to get better, yeah. putting yourself right. in a better position sooner. Cause I, I've, I do feel that like I get, I, I can continue to go back to what is the problem with percentage of crossbows? Cause I'm sure trad guys and compound guys have right. the same debate. What's the problem? Well, compound, you're going to kill everything now. Right. Well, why? well, it depends. There's still a lot of people that miss. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Sure there's still yeah. a lot of people who miss compounds too, or crossbows. Yeah. So right. I'm sure they had the same debate and then they're like, well, you know, compounds shouldn't have the same season as trad. Well, clearly trad lost that battle. Right. Um, and if you really believe that compounds and crossbows should not be in the same season, then you probably need to get on that like today because right. there's going to be far more crossbow hunters. It's bow hunters. Yeah. Even more competition. And you don't even there. have a voice. Like, right. But at that point, you better fucking team up because <laughs> right. you're going to lose. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't, I think you're already past it. Like, there's more, I believe, yeah. there's crossbow hunters now than compound hunters in Wisconsin. Compound hunters. Yeah. Just with the numbers of the deer kill, there's got to be. I don't know, unless they're that much more. Or, yeah. Or those. Um, compound hunters are just that much more selective with shots that they're willing to take mm -hmm. uh, quality of deer that they're looking to take or a number of other factors, yeah. you know, that cro uh, crossbow hunters are willing to take a 45 yard shot and they aren't as concerned about it. So they are reaching out there farther. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know the answer. So I guess my, yeah, after looking at all the information, it's, it's good to know, it's good to understand but my opinion um, of it hasn't hasn't changed. I I don't want to shoot crossbow because it's not as much as an adventure for me. It's not as difficult. Right. Um, and when I if I were to shoot a buck with a crossbow and I wanted to put it on the wall, in my mind I would always know. Like I shot. You'd always these know three these four with compounds, and I shot this one with a crossbow. Like I would yep. know. Right. So that would always like, yeah, it detract from the adventure, detract from the journey or the story that I have behind the deer. Well, and hell, I mean, you shoot one with a big enough spread, you can't even put the bolt in the ant antlers. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. Tight, tight racks only. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's um, funny. Yeah. What about, what yeah. about, or, like, I mean, does your, is, I, I think it is, it's, it's a bigger discrepancy than what I thought it was. I can say that much for sure. I so agree. looking at that now, I, I am, I am actually shocked that the numbers have like blown up as fast as they have. 
um, I want to say not surprising, but also surprising just purely in the sense that it is like increased significantly so quickly. Mm-hmm. So taking a look at that, when we stretch that out, you know, okay, so we've got nine years of data, what happens over the next 10 years? And then we're completely upside down with, you know, 5% compound and 35% is going to be crossbows, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But that is, I, I totally agree with what you're saying in terms of like, wh- where is that fine line of, okay, we need to start looking at this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely agree. And the other thing that I forgot to mention, or you just reminded me of, is if like, let's just say that the typical bow crossbow harvest sticks around 30%, like that's that's fine. The mm-hmm. economic impact that we talked about earlier is if Wisconsin gets a bad rap for gun season, you're going to get a lot of lost license sales. Oh, for sure. Right. And I think that would offset it would probably offset like, you know, a number of deer killed for sure right. down, but B economic impact of hotels and restaurants and bars and all that shit would go way down that weekend because there's yeah. nearly as many hunters, because not only are hunters on a decline already, but hunters are going to be on even more of a decline in Wisconsin. If it's like, yeah, actually like I, you know, I used to see all these deer. Now I don't see any. Right. Right. This like, this evening out of archery equipment's killing 45% of the deer, including crossbows and gun is killing 65% or 50. Yeah. Like that would not be good. That'd be great for maturity class. That'd be like Iowa, right? You'd Mm -hmm. be flipping it to Iowa and be like, Oh, it's a big buck state. You got to go for big bucks. But Iowa doesn't have near, even though it's got big bucks, it doesn't have the numbers we have. It doesn't have the economic, it doesn't have the money that comes in from it. Right. Yeah, because I think their license numbers are like a third or a quarter of what ours are. Yeah, it's significant. It's not even close. Doesn't even Yeah. Yeah. the numbers that we have. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, that's because they limit it. They limit it so much. Yeah, they lottery it and they yeah do yeah, all somebody, those things with it. Right? Somebody got in there earlier and was like, "This needs to be a big buck state. We need to right it's not about killing deer here. It's about killing big deer, right? And that's why you pay. I don't know what is it a eight hundred bucks or something like that. Something to like that. Iowa, right? Yeah. Whereas out of state in Wisconsin, you're paying one hundred and fifty. <laughs> well, they just upped it. I think it's one seventy now <laughs> or oh, something like that. Right. This is the first year that it increased, but it increased yeah. uh, a chunk. Good. I guess so, it should be. Up. Yeah. So, right. All right, man. Well, I think it's this was been, good, dude. Another two long. hours down, huh? Yeah, dude. I can't believe this thing lasts two hours. Oh my gosh. Yeah, just so many numbers. <laughs> oh, last thing I forgot. Um, there's certain people that answer stuff. Um, one guy said he likes to use his crossbow during the muzzleloader season. Cause he doesn't like, cause he doesn't have a muzzleloader loader and yep. good about it. That's fine. Um, yep. Uh, yeah, just and then a guy wrote in. He said, you know, crossbow kills are way up and vertical bows are way down, and he doesn't understand why able-bodied people are able to use a crossbow. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's just it's about quota. That to me is about quota. Right. As long as the percentage are staying the same, the yeah biology biologists don't really care. Um, 
again, a, bu- a bunch of people wrote in crossbows should only be for, for youth or older people Yep. or disabled. Um, not for the middle-aged guy who can just go, who's, who's fine with it. We answered that one. Um, yep. Uh, people don't watch crossbow content. You ever heard that one? Oh, dude, I like that. That dude was great. I, he goes, yeah, he just chimes in. He goes, well, I know nobody's YouTubing crossbow content. Is very true. <laughs> very like, fair. You're doing that shit. Um, I mean, I think we yeah. touched on everything else. Yeah. One guy did say like, he said, um, uh, he jumped in and he said, look, like at my family farm, they won't let me use a 300 win mag because they think it's overkill. So like you can't use any sort of like you got to use a 30 odd six or smaller. You got to use like a 270 or smaller or something like that. So like, so his argument is like the method of take isn't, isn't the problem. It's the seasons, which I, I'm like, that's, that's fair. That's uh, fair. Fair statement. Um, um, yeah, we covered how it's impacted total archery and also total gun harvest. We covered that. Um, uh, and yeah, I think that's it. Um, there is not, yeah, there is not a direct correlation to an increase in crossbow harvest and a decrease in gun harvest that is not there that was in one of the other things so 100 percent, like as crossbows have gone up gun harvest has not gone down it's actually gone up in many scenarios with yeah the yeah it's gone up in many many the years that crossbows are going up gun are going up is also increasing with that pretty close closely correlated so i personally i think gun man so much rides on the weather of that first weekend absolutely like that's the biggest problem you have so much rides on that and that's not something that anybody can control right if you got a shit saturday man if you got a super foggy no wind saturday like numbers are down guaranteed yeah. or if yeah. you got you know rain thunderstorms blizzards on the yep. saturday numbers are down you can almost guarantee it um because everybody most people i think it's like what of the gun harvest i think like 80 percent of it is done in the first two days or 70 percent. it's yeah i'm not surprised by that yeah, yeah. so yeah. all right well eric thank you for the time dude i appreciate it appreciate let's it. do it again oh, sometime man yeah yeah, hopefully I'm gonna write into the DNR and try to get the the license counts, the the license yeah. sales history. And if if I can get that, I'll do a part two for everybody listening. But um yeah. Otherwise, NOS was really, really good to look at. And if anybody really wants access to these numbers um that I we talked about, uh hit me up. Um I might invite you to this good I'll make a copy of this Google Sheet and invite you to it yeah. so that you can take a look at it and I'll lock it. Um, but I'll at least give you an idea of what we're talking about. Um, I just don't want you to come in here and move anybody else to move stuff around. Cause I, well, they'll change the numbers and it'll be like, Oh my God, <laughs> there was 200,000 crossbow kills this year. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if anybody wants these numbers, just reach out, let me know. Um, I'm happy to provide all this information or 
if we missed a big statistic or we missed something big, um, reach out and let me know. Happy to cover it when I cover uh, when we do part two on this. If if I can get all that information from the license data. Yeah. All right. All good. All good, man. Fantastic. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Really appreciate it. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like, subscribe, tell a friend, especially this one, refer it to all your crossbow haters or crossbow lovers or people who are indifferent that just want to know, send this over to them. I'm happy to, happy to answer any questions you guys have or anything like that. And if you are feeling so inclined, please leave a review that really helps with people being able to find the podcast. All right. Thank you so much for your time, everyone. Catch you next time.